Lenin, I hope we have you on a much better line. Yeah, I can hear you clear now. Oh, that's much better. Yes, Lenin, I was asking how some of these envoys and uh, some of these trips on the part of uh, the ANC to meet their counterpart ZANU, how those have been received by the Zimbabwean people, uh, and uh, I guess uh, what treatment, if any, they've been given in the press that side. Well, uh, Zimbabweans are generally disappointed at the delegation that came over because uh, they thought probably um, the ANC was going to meet civic society and the opposition in Zimbabwe. But the position was made clear before they left that they will only meet uh, ZANU-PF. And ZANU-PF celebrated about that. And uh, to be quite honest, uh, the public is really disappointed at that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I guess from from where from where you're sitting, what's the expectation on the part of uh, what South Africa can do? Uh, I guess not only just uh, what the ANC can do, but what South Africa can do within SADC and also now as chair of the African uh, Union. Well, I think uh, what SADC can do basically is, uh, I mean, South Africa can do is lobby um, uh, other African uh, states so that have uh, direct contact or bilateral relations with Zimbabwe to. Mm. to press on the Mnangagwa's government to try to at least give in to uh, what the opposition is asking for. Because, I mean, this opposition has got a quite big following. I mean, if you have more than 2.5 million votes, almost half of the electorate supported the MTZ alliance. Basically, mm. half of the country is uh, not happy. So uh, what South Africa can do is uh, try to get countries like Botswana, um, even Mozambique, even though they are having their own problems, to try to big sense to uh, President Nangagwa. But again, mm. at the end, ZANU-PF uh, uh, reverts to its default mode and they will say, uh, we're a sovereign nation, um, we don't interfere in South African affairs, so why do you want mm. to tell us about what's happening? And what and they say now is that there's no crisis in Zimbabwe, it's uh, challenges, which is quite not true, really. Mm. How do you counter that? I mean, uh, it's quite difficult just as you're talking about it. I'm sitting here asking myself how you counter that when somebody will say, you're not a province, uh, we're not a province of your country, we're a sovereign state, we can make our own decisions, uh, we can have deliberations with you, but we'll, we'll certainly make our own decisions in the end. Uh, 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 how does that influence, I guess, the success or lack thereof of some of these mediation efforts? Well, it's a catch-22 situation, uh, but... Uh what should happen? I think, uh, well, we are, we are trade partners and uh, South Africa benefits more from uh, the balance sheet, as it points out clearly. And Zanopia was actually saying that, you know what, South Africa, you guys benefit more from our crisis. But that is not true. You have Zimbabweans being um, political uh, refugees and economic refugees in South Africa. And it puts a strain on the South African economy. I think uh, what should happen is a more uh, more pressure should be exerted on ZANU PF to come to the negotiation table. Uh, just like well, uh, it has happened before Mugabe agreed to a Tabombegi's mediation at some point. I think it's mm-hmm. possible, though. So, are we looking for for a similar global political agreement like the one that was struck between you know uh, uh, the MDC under Morgan Tsvangirai uh, and uh, ZANU under Robert Mugabe uh, about a decade ago? Well, uh, civic society is hoping for that, and some sections of the opposition agree to that, but uh, MTC Alliance leader Chamita hasn't even spoken really openly about that because he doesn't regard Nandakwa as the legitimate president. But basically, by and large, um, civic society, even the U.S. Embassy, has spoken about supporting the transitional authority. But again, remember, uh, uh, during the coup, it was uh, sold as uh, something that was going to give birth to another transitional authority up until mm. ZANU-PF said no, you know what? 
this is an internal uh, situation. We are just rebooting our system. So why do you want to get involved in the PFFA after all? You see, but basically, it's what's needed right now because um, even uh, former governor uh, of the Reserve Bank, Gideon Corner, said it uh, last week that um, between 2009 and 2013, those were basically uh, Zimbabwe's good times this century. Mm. I mean, there was life. The economy was growing. People could afford to save up and uh, have investments uh, and live decent lives. But now, it's uh, quite the opposite. It's, it's as if we, we've gone back to what it was in 2006, 7, 8. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lenin, I mean, I guess the, the other dimension to this uh, political crisis uh, has to do with the, its international dimensions. I mean, the balance of payment crisis has had a ripple effect and uh, effectively decimated industry in that country as people are unable to import some of the inputs they need for production. Uh, uh, there's then, of course, the, the, the monetary challenges of, of, of Zimbabwe from the inflation perspective. Uh, but uh, many people would argue the root of all of these challenges are some of the sanctions that have been levied. I mean, even ZANU-PF uh, would encourage some of its counterparts as former liberation movements in the region uh, to call for the end of those sanctions. But surely that shouldn't be a blank check. If indeed the call should be made by other countries for the end to the sanctions, what are some of the conditions that ought to be attached to that from a human rights perspective and even, uh, I guess, in terms of some of the freedoms that uh, Zimbabweans at this difficult moment uh, in the main are saying they don't enjoy? Well, um, uh, the West has been clear on this issue. Just uh, put in place reforms, uh, strong institutions, uh, uphold the rule of law, and uh, we start talking. But what's happening is uh, repression, uh, down on the opposition by Zano PF. I mean, it's been the case since the Mugabe era, basically, and this sanction has been have been there since the turn mm. of the century. So, yeah, I mean, but to be honest, these sanctions don't really uh, have much uh, uh, an effect because they are targeted sanctions on companies linked to uh, the regime, uh, the military, and uh, key individuals like Kudatakire, who are in the plaza of the system. So basically, but uh, and then you find the, the Commercial Bank of Zimbabwe it has been removed from some of these sanctions. I mean, to be honest, the sanctions are not really that bad. They don't really affect the ordinary men on the streets. It's just uh, the PF's mantra, propaganda, to say, you know what, we are not doing well because of sanctions. I mean, you can't uh, blame your corruption like uh, to sanctions, really, to be honest. All you have to do is have strong institutions in place and uh, respect the rule of law, property rights, and everything. And the, the, the West will, will listen to you, really. Uh, talking about those institutions, I mean, I, I guess the other issue that uh, many observers are going to be looking at very closely is the strength of the judiciary, which has certainly been involved uh, in many of the matters we've seen, uh, especially in regard to you know the detention of Hopal Chinono. Uh, and uh, uh, what, what, what's your view, and certainly the view, I guess, uh, of many Zimbabweans about the state of play and the state of health of uh, some of these democratic institutions in Zimbabwe, and maybe, uh, I guess, the, the path out of this particular crisis, because uh, we certainly, as you say, it seems like we've hovered back to 2006, 2007, 2008. Uh, how do we navigate our way out of this one? Uh, well, to be honest, um, just have to do the right thing, basically. Respect freedom of expression, respect property rights. I mean, it's not hard, really. Unless uh, you, 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 you uh, strongly feels that they, they, are, they are in power by default uh, by some hook or crook, 
it only takes you doing the right thing for society to move forward. You know, there are some issues, public justices like Kukura Wundi, Muramatsuina, and so on. You ask yourself, what should happen? Peace before justice or justice before peace? I mean, there's no reason why we can't be open to dialogue and a full spectrum of uh, ideas coming together. We just have to work as one united um, in the country, you know. It's all about leadership. They should just mm. um, talk to everyone and say, guys, this is an obstacle thing. How do we move forward? Yeah. Basically, if they do that, I think I strongly believe that PF can win the next election if they do proper reforms and do things the right way. Because even the opposition on its own, I don't see ideology in them. It's just a protest uh, opposition. So mm. what is Ranupf schedule? Do the right thing, make people happy, and the rest is history. And I guess the other dimension, just uh, if we look at MDC and some of the divisions within the MDC as well, and you look at uh, some of the uh, internal uh, challenges within ZANU. I mean, one gets a sense that uh, on either side, there will have to be a lot of um, sacrifices and compromises made in order for there to be some form of uh, 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 collaborative and coherent Zimbabwean al alternative and breakthrough rather than maybe a ZANU or MDC breakthrough. Yeah, I think you are spot on on that one. You know what, when it comes to our politics in Zimbabwe, I have noticed that... Uh, most politicians get into it as a career, as a profession, and uh, they want to hold on to their positions and uh, uh, get some some form of uh, paycheck at the end, you know. As it is right now, uh, the MPC is torn apart. The, this MPC led by Kupe, which is recalling uh, councillors, MPs that are aligned to the MPC alliance, you know. There are some who are even selling out to Kupe because they don't want to lose their jobs. You know, it's the same in Zano PF. If uh, the both parties like it happened in 2009, there has to be an inclusive setup. Some people will fall by the wayside naturally. It's a uh, it's a jungle, survival of the fittest, a natural selection kind of a thing. But our politicians are so greedy; they don't want to give up power for the sake of the masses. Hmm. Yeah, hey, I guess uh, politicians are like that everywhere. Politicians are like that everywhere. <laughs> Lenin, we'll have to leave with Thank you very much for joining us. That there was Lenin Debele, a journalist based out in Harare, speaking to us about uh, the Zimbabwean question. And uh, undoubtedly, uh, I guess uh, calm heads are going to have to prevail for us to be able to find a breakthrough from this particular crisis and uh, to bring back some semblance of stability, uh, respect for human rights, and uh, I guess a resolution of some of the deep socio-economic challenges in Zimbabwe. Uh, and that's where we're going to have to leave it uh, for this evening. The man with the music's with you from now 9pm right through to midnight is your soulful accompaniment uh, on this uh, Tuesday evening. I'm back with you again uh, tomorrow evening uh, for a Metro FM talk here on the mighty Metro. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Ukiwa wambona kutubela na nangoku. Sisaibanga. Le ekonomi.